Listening to Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is a discussion of podcast episode. Where we talk about the news that seems important to us, dive into our community, and some great questions from our community members, and then say goodbye. So, Chris, how was the last few weeks? I'm doing all right. Finished up you? the old season and jumped in a new one. Pretty much. Is that pretty much what all you've been doing? <laughs> Locked up in your room. It's been a, it's been a fun last few weeks, as usual with the, the seasons, and it's always kind of crazy. Um, kind of reviewing everything. Catching up on everything that's coming out new, covering the new stuff. It's its a lot of fun. And then destroying my body yesterday, setting pavers. <laughs> it's not, I Mad respect for anybody that does that for a living because my entire body is literally destroyed. So, fun stuff. So, anything special? Not really. Uh, we got the new Genshin patch coming out next uh, this week, or today actually, so... That should be interesting to see what's going on with that, the the new island and everything like that. But other than that, I can't really think of anything. I, I mean, the new shows, some are hit, some are miss. So we'll 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 see how that all plays out. I don't know what you're talking about. This is a fantastic season already. <laughs> this season's like got so many big hitters, and it, it's funny because it's it's cool because it's not just the the returning shows that are like really fantastic. Things like Miroko Chan and My Senpai is annoying. There's just so many good shows this season. It's kind of hard to really keep up with it all. Right. But Yugi Yuna Hero coming back. Uh, Mashuka Tenzai, obviously. Demon Slayer had a fantastic new original episode. Um, I was kind of happy to get that because it's like, yeah, not to spoil things, but it's like, yeah, I kind of needed that. <laughs> I kind of needed that a lot. I, I'm i I'm kind of, it, it got me re-sparked to want to watch the show too because it, it's one of those things where it's supposed to be this episode that leads into the new season. And well, the new season, but the re the reimagining of the or, or recompiling of the movie, so to speak. Um, but it was like one of those things of like I kind of wish I had this context to the character before we got into the movie. <laughs> but um, it's fine. It, it just like I said, it kind of just made me want to watch the movie again through the episodes. But I was planning to already because I wanted to see what new stuff they would have in there. I need I need to uh, do that. So that one that one is one I I was kind of kind of skipping over that because i knew that they were going to be be doing the the trains so i kind of 
just put it off for a little. It's not that I'm not going to watch it. Just was putting it off because of the fact that there's other new shows that I want to keep up on. So it's one of those things of like, okay, it's it's going to be a TV series, not movie. But it's like, yeah, but it's still movie quality. <laughs> if it was like, hey, we're going to do another episode, it's like, oh, a, a TV adaptation. Oh, yeah, it's, that's right. It still looks amazing. Still looks like a movie, uh, just in a 23 or so minute format rather than a full movie, but. It's a footable, like always, incredible looking stuff. So, but yeah, there's just like w- way too many good shows this season, which for our news, first news bit doesn't really hurt me too much because I have plenty of stuff to watch. <laughs> there's like so much stuff to watch this season. It's incredible. So, yeah, super excited for that. As usual, if anybody does, doesn't know, if you go to our YouTube channel, Talkie Spirit, if you just search Talkie Spirit or just go to youtube.com slash Talkie Spirit, I think, um, you'll find our videos there, which I'm doing first impressions on all the new shows. It's funny because. Which first impression of which shows that have been already do you think had the most views? Don't know. My assumption was going to be it's going to be Mushoku Tensai. Like, you know, obviously that's a big hype show. Like even even Demon Slayer might might get some pretty heavy views, but no, it's <laughs> Muvla Love Alternative. <laughs> that show that impressions video got like over a thousand views already. It's like why that show? <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I did enjoy the episode, so it's it's fine. It's one of those things of like, okay, well. Obviously, there's a there's an asking for somebody to cover this. I'm. It's either the fact that there's the obvious Muv Love fandom that's obviously huge. There's a lot of people that are really passionate about Muv Love, but I think it's also maybe might be a thing of just nobody's covering it. That's all I can think of is maybe nobody's covering it and there's a passionate fandom. Maybe both of them together is why there's such a huge calling for it. But it's like okay, well I guess I guess Wednesday I'm covering Muv Love. <laughs> I didn't think that would be the show I'd be covering on Wednesdays, but. I don't think I can really ignore that desire of people for me to cover it. And like I said, I was enjoying it. If I mean, if I wasn't enjoying, I'd be like, "Sorry, thanks for the views, but I'm not going to cover it." But um, yeah, it's fine. I was actually expecting to cover it anyways because it is technically something I'm interested in. So there it wasn't go. as bad as you may think it is, Chris. Don't, <laughs> don't give me. I don't that trust look. it. I I, <laughs> I will not trust that show. It may eventually get there. Who knows? But I mean, it didn't look as bad as I thought it would. Um, actually, and I already caught hints that it is going to go the way that I think it's going to go. So, nah. that's all right. He's he's upset about Miroko Chan. It's like, yeah, you still have to watch it though because it's it's incredible. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I I I did plan on doing at least the three episodes, but yeah, the that first episode, it was it didn't feel like it we, because we we kind of bantered back and forth on the idea of well, it's it the based on the. PV, it kind of feels like it will be kind of more. It could go jokey, jokey on it, and that that first episode, it was like, nah, that that ain't that ain't gonna go silly on that at all. So yeah, I told Chris, I regret to inform you, but everybody's saying the first episode. That's how it is. <laughs> that is the formula. But it was funny because it, it it's not really that. It's like because technically in the second episode they they introduce a new emotion, and I was like. Okay, I wasn't really expecting the show to do this, and it's kind of hurting me, but I love it. It's like it's balancing all that stuff so well. Um, yeah, I think the comedy is really around her hiding her, knowing that they can that she can see them. I think that's the comedy. Yeah, and, and that and that's the thing is and the, the etchy technically comedy. There's yeah, there comedy. there was some edgy. There's a lot more um, edgy in the second episode. It was it, it, the the funny thing about it is it's not the the so much the fact it wasn't like brutal or anything like that it was just it's uncomfortable it's yeah it is I'm, literally there's a, something laying on her stomach saying mama as she's trying to sleep <laughs> and she like, can't do anything about it 
it, and and it was more her. I I I really did um, feel for her, and it was like I I didn't like I didn't like the over overall t- tone, and and that's that's the the whole point. It, the the point is the fact that it's uncomfortable, and it's like I I. I felt uncomfortable for her and I, I didn't really, I don't really want to go down the, the route of watching a show that will do that to me. And it's, it is what it is. It's not, it, it's not that it was necessarily a bad show. It's just that that's how I feel right now. My brother's turning such a fuddy duddy. <laughs> You're like that guy. What was it? The SNL skit where the guy comes in and they're all enjoying the carnival and he's like, comes in and says, starts laying out like these really uncomfortably dark facts just to kind of ruin the mood. That's Chris now. He's the party pooper. I guess. Everybody's like, man, this show's great. It's so funny. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's really uncomfortable, but that's why it's funny. And he's like, I don't want to go through that stuff. I'm a fuddy duddy. <laughs> I guess. Jeez. I want to watch fun shows. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, I, I, I want, I'm the fuddy duddy. And every fun show has like <laughs> these dark, like, like none of Biori. I don't want to watch anymore because they made Ringe sad and now it's a, not a good show. <laughs> it's like, Chris, just enjoy things. It's all right. Each each their own, I guess. I'll watch Muv Love. You don't have to watch it. I'll cover it. Uh, and Chris was super excited about this next piece of news, which is that World's End Harem got delayed. I bet Chris was excited for that one. Yeah, exactly. I want. I. I... <laughs> you want a world where there's no men and just one guy with. I think it was like five guys actually. Something like five guys that were in the entire population or something like that. Anyways, yeah, World's End Harem got delayed. It was like this last-minute thing. I think I seen the news popped up that said before its broadcast, they were announcing that they were delaying the show to, like, January. And they still aired the first episode. It's just anything after that was delayed. And so they said they're going to re-air the first episode in January along with everything else. But, um... Yeah, I think I think on their official website they say something to the effect that they kind of noticed that the production wasn't going well and that they were going to delay it so that they can closely examine what they're doing going forward. So, yeah, the assumption is that the production committee is like, hey, this is a terrible adaptation, this looks terrible, and we're going to delay it. And that's why they did it. I don't know. I, I watched quite a bit of the first episode. I kind of just skimmed through it just to kind of see if there was something in there bad, and it didn't really look bad, so I'm assuming the second episode was where it was looking terrible. Because that's the assumption, is like, to have it at this late in the game, like, literally when you're about to air the first episode, you would think that it probably is something in the first episode, or they're seeing signs in the second episode of already slipping, but... I don't know. Uh, Studio Gokumi and, and Axis that's working on it aren't like the most pinnacle quality companies, so I don't know that they would be stickler for quality if they went to those two companies to do it. I mean, Gokumi does Yuki as a hero, and Yuki as a hero looks really good, but I don't know. I don't know quite what they were expecting with including Axis in it. <laughs> Axis isn't really a well-known company, so or at least a company with high-quality standards, but... Yeah, obviously, I, I ended up making a video because a lot of people were asking my opinion on it. And like, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously going to jump to some conclusions. I know that there are some people that don't want to agree with it, but it's still it's one of those aspects of I'm still going to say it because I want to keep an like my eyes are like a hawk on Sony. So <laughs> if I see any indication of what they could possibly be doing, it does concern me. So yeah, my I made a video with my tinfoil hat on. I put my tinfoil hat on and I went okay. 
This is strictly just me speculating. This is not truth. This is literally me speculating. What happens whenever they go to broadcast an episode? They send the inf- that, that same raw over to the company that's streaming it in the West, and they say, here you go, and they translate, and they put subtitles in it, and then we post it for us. What's to say that the West got that copy of the first episode and said, this is too edgy. We don't like it. And what company was that? Crunchyroll? Under what company? Sony? So yeah, I did throw in the speculation that what if the, what if, what if the possibility that this is a sign of that aspect of that we were theorizing on that eventually Sony would start gatekeeping? And yeah, granted this episode wasn't that super risky. I mean, they had one scene where this lady crawls onto the bed butt naked and it's got the little censorship scratchy digital scratchy marks on it they they went like this weird digital degradation thing for censorship um but what if that was that aspect of like no we don't want this because it's too edgy because like you know interspecies reviewers anybody with funimation (laughs) again funimation's whole situation was i believe that happened with interspecies reviewers because at the same exact time that happened there was a lawsuit going on regarding some allegations that caused somebody the job so it could be that because that was happening at the time, Funimation didn't want that on their catalog to look bad, and so they stopped it. But this is a whole other story. I, I, I just it, it. My point was at the end of the day, what because they won't say. Obviously, everybody's like, wait, 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 wait. The production committee is saying this because there was fan outrage about how bad it looked. I'm like, I'm looking at the first episode. I don't see that. Plus, I thought that I heard the news that they were delaying it before the episode aired. Either way, this doesn't look bad. Why would they worry about outright? I mean, literally, MAPPA had the same issue. Wit Studio had the same issue. Studios have people outraged about quality all the time. It doesn't stop them from airing them. They yeah. air them, they say it's going to fix in the Blu-ray. This has never happened before. Why this show that literally has... Zero popularity. Nobody gives a crap about it. Why would they delay this show? It just doesn't make any sense to me. There's far more other shows with quality issues that would be delayed more than this show. Why this show? It doesn't make any sense. Nobody cares about this show. So I don't know. Maybe there, Maybe I just don't know about this crazy, huge fandom of World's End Harem in Japan that I've never heard about before is pushing studios and production committees to literally cost them hundreds of thousand dollars to delay something. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. But anyways, my whole tinfoil hat thing is like, okay, well, what if, I'm not saying it's happening, but what if Sony said, hey, we told you guys we didn't want this this show, this kind of stuff. Change it somehow. And they go, okay, well, they didn't do it properly, so let's just delay it and we'll we'll edit it. So, I'll just say this. Come January... If this show comes out and the second and beyond episodes are looking fantastic, suddenly the quality just shoots up. They go, they go ufootable qualities of animation for this show because obviously that's what it's needed. <laughs> I'll, I'll agree. Like, okay, cause it wasn't Sony. But if this goes to re-air in January and suddenly they have less stuff showing, which technically I've checked out the manga. It's not like there's, there's a lot of nudity in it, but it's not necessarily like too much stuff being shown, but if there's more censorship, just think. Just, just I want people to acknowledge it so that way we can make sure. Again, this is me getting ahead of the game. I want to make sure that we're on top of it so that the moment we start seeing that gatekeeping happening, 
we're on top of it. That's my only concern. It's not that I want Crunchyroll and Funimation to be burned at the stake right now. It's that I want us to keep an eye on this stuff so that when that first sign happens, we're on top of it. You stop it when it comes to it. But um, I just, my theory really went in that direction mainly around the idea of why didn't Crunchyroll show the episode? It aired in Japan. Why didn't Crunchyroll put it up on, on the website? They licensed it. They were going to air it. It kind of makes me wonder. It, it's mm-hmm. hard to not really wonder if if that didn't get brought over. And the, on top of that, we were talking about the fact that the PV that they released in Japan was this long PV with lots of stuff shown. And what did we get from Crunchyroll on their official channel? This really short PV that showed nothing. Again, there's these there's these two things. Well, three, three things. Three things, technically. That show me a sign of possible gatekeeping. Again, they're not going to say in Japan. Japan's not going to come out and say, sorry guys, we're going to lay the rest of the show until January because Sony didn't like it. No, they're going to say production issues. That's what they always say. Japan doesn't burn bridges. They don't say things. You have to see what happens. And so like I said, we'll wait until January, see what comes of it, and then hopefully if there's more signs of that, people just need to speak up. That's That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty much in the same same boat as you. I I it, it's frustrating because this is this is the um kind of the signs of what we've we've been talking about and at 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 the risk of repeating what Andrew just pretty much said. It is frustrating because we're we're seeing it. And and we 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 said, you know, yeah, we're trying to we're trying to be fair to these companies and and, and say, look, it we we want the best for all companies involved. But at the same time, this is a product you guys are providing us this product and you're changing, you're altering this product. And we've been, we've been, we can't, we can't hit this, this dead horse enough when we say, look, it's not so much that you guys are giving us the product. The, it's the fact that they're altering the product and we don't agree with the alters. Um, al- the alterations. We, yeah, let's be, to be clear, the West isn't altering them. They're not editing them because mostly in all these contracts are not allowed to edit this stuff. What we're saying is that they are saying, okay, if you want it to air over here in the West, change this. That's their way of altering it. They're not going in there and going, you know, okay, let's edit this scene and clip this one out. It's, it's they're forcing the other side to edit to fit their needs. Yeah, and I mean... It, it's, and I was a, and I was the first one to jump in there when everybody was saying that Tokyo Avengers was quote unquote censored by Crunchyroll. I was the first one out there saying it's not Crunchyroll's fault. So don't don't for those that are new to us know that I'm not like this person that's like anti Sony's anti Crunchyroll. I will speak up when people are wrong about certain things. Like I said with Tokyo Avengers, when the Manji symbol was completely removed from the show, everybody was saying that Crunchyroll was editing it. I looked into it and found out it was literally what. Japan was sending out to everywhere, which you can make the argument was probably for, uh, you know, like Germany and stuff like that, which they're literally not allowed to have anything like that. But it's still, I didn't, I wanted people to make sure they're clear and knowing this is a problem with what they're doing over there. I I agree. It, it, to, uh, Tokyo Revengers was was kind of an odd one, but I mean, we 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 pointed out the fact that if these companies, they may they may put it in a in a way and repackage it in such a way that says well these companies are giving us these raws this this way 
But like we were mentioning before, now technically they are one of the big, bigger voices in the pool of money. So they, what they say is not something that's going to be ignored by these production companies. So like we were mentioning before, them saying, okay, our audience does not want this. And it's a skewed version of it because of the fact that they have some kind of puritanical um, view of it. It's going to force them to have to adjust the way that they are producing. And if, like Andrew had mentioned, they're not going to say, well, Crunchyroll said, or Crunchyroll slash Sony said this. They're going to say, look, we, we've got production issues. We've got to reevaluate the way that we're doing this this these episodes so it it, it's frustrating because we don't like like i said before we want these companies to succeed we've always been on the bandwagon of hey do this legally but at what point is the alternative what what is the alternative how do you fix this problem unless we speak up and say look we don't we don't want you to do this if you've got to put a mature uh section fine put a mature section but at some point you're going to keep forcing the customer base out of your system and it's not gonna there's there's you're gonna have all these um social uh people who are actually helping you get uh move forward and help your customer base come to you you keep pushing all of these customers out of the door what are you going to do when you have no more customers? Yeah, I want to make it clear that obviously the argument is that this is the production committee. They're going to be like, I don't care if they don't like it over there. We're still going to air it. it, it that happens. It, it happened with uh, interspecies reviewers. Eventually, apparently, that I think that got cut out, but it still aired. They didn't care what the West wanted or not. So, yes, there's the argument to be made that the production committee doesn't really care. If they're they're making it and suddenly they sell it out to a licensor in the West, they're going to be like, okay, well, they don't like it. Well, tough for them we don't care we're still going to make this because what is their goal their goal is to sell the original source material so they don't give a rip what any other country wants but the argument can be made that technically licensing and streaming licensing streaming rights for currently airing stuff is a huge injection of money they like it i mean we've made the argument before that they can be upwards of 100 200,000 per episode that's a lot of money to have injected immediately when your show just started like you're you're literally okay. We'll we'll start this. We we party put a bunch of money into a studio. The studio is putting it together, and they're already going in debt because they they've invested to start making something. And before it even starts, they get an injection of money. That's huge. They like that. Again, this is purely speculation. We don't know anything, but I just want to keep an eye on it. That's my whole point. Is I want to make sure that we're keeping an eye on this this kind of stuff. This could amount to nothing. This is purely speculation, but keep an eye on it because we want to make sure that we're aware of the moment that we start seeing that becoming a huge issue that we can pounce on it and stop it right when it happens. So there you go. Tinfoil hats off. That was fun. <laughs> um, it was I it, I'm sure this show is not going to amount to really much, but we'll see. But again, I, I guess I could be wrong. There could be that huge world's end fandom that I'm just not aware of that want to make sure that it's looking in foodable quality. Got to have that foodable quality in that random edgy harem show. 
I don't know. It could, ha- it could have some really deep story that I'm just not aware of yet. I just I can't be aware of because it's not airing. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Moving on. Speaking of Funimation, <laughs> Funimation is set to stream The Genius Prince's Guide to Raising a Nation Out of Debt in Winter 2022. No, not a How a Realist, Realist Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom. No, this is the new one. The Genius Prince's Guide to Raising a Nation Out of Debt. Uh, the better one. Probably. I don't know. Uh, the synopsis is, the prince of this small and weak kingdom strives for only one thing, selling out his country and living a quiet life in leisure. Sadly, a great, the greatest obstacle he will ever face is his own genius. As he achieves even greater accomplishments, he earns more and more. He yeah, he earns more and more favor with the people of his kingdom, which makes fulfilling his own dreams all the harder. It was so funny. This the the PV for this one was like super English. It doesn't really show much, by the way. If you're looking to click on something, um, it just has like this voiceover. I'm guessing from Japan. You know, talking about there's a prince is a small weak kingdom. <laughs> And he's going to take care of everything. It's like, uh, dude does better than most English-speaking characters in Japanese shows. I'll give him that much credit. But, uh, yeah. It's funny. Good stuff, I guess. Another another rebuilding kingdom. Does it imply, it doesn't really imply that he's Isekai, but I'm assuming he's Isekai. It was so funny, I called Paladin. I was like, this is totally gonna be a Sekai show, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. totally a Sekai show. So we technically had, what, six Isekai shows in the season? I was talking about how it was like a weak Isekai season, but it's coming back, I guess. It, what we're finding out slowly that these shows that weren't Isekai are now Isekai. I'm just, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for, um, what was that other one? The Banished Hero. That's probably going to turn into Isekai. We'll see. Banished Isekai will end up being Isekai. Uh, did I say Banished Isekai will be turning into Isekai? Banished from the Heroes Party will be Isekai. Sorry. Next it, we have Funimation... Oh, I did that already. Uh, Miss Kuroitsu from the Monster Development Department receives new trailer um, in a debut of Winter 2022. Um, this one is... I totally don't have the synopsis written down. Centers around Kuroitsu and an, an assistant researcher in the Superhuman and Research and Development Department of Agastaya. Agasta, <laughs> a villainous secret organization that battles with heroes and tries to save the world. Uh, Kuro Itsu lives a busy life in Agatsu. I was going to say it again. Caught between the absurd requests from her boss, making pr- uh, presentations, implementing new features into superhumans, and getting results within a allotted time, budget, and spec requests. All without vacation. So basically overworked scientists in, in a fantasy... A villainous position, I guess. Sounds like fun. I think we talked about this one before. Maybe it was around... Um, maybe we were... I don't know if it was something where it was licensed, or maybe somebody... Uh, they were insinuating that it was going to get an adaptation. Or maybe they said that it was getting an adaptation, now we just have the debut. I think that's what it is. I think we already knew that was coming. So now we have a trailer and a debut date, so... There you go. Check out that trailer. That's, that's I guess, the new bit. Interesting stuff. Fun yeah, that definitely looks fun. Cool stuff. Uh, the 45th issue of Shueisha's weekly jump, Young Jump uh, magazine has revealed that Kaguya-sama Lova's war manga is entering its final arc. That's just blasphemous. I'm curious how far ahead the manga is, if we're going to possibly get another adaptation. It's been a while since we had the second season, so I guess we're due for another one. 
but yeah, it'd be cool if we get another season of that. You it think was... they'll? Do you think they'll finish it off with a with a movie or? Mm, I just like I said, it depends on how much more content they have available <laughs> to them. I well, know. I mean, they'll 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 maybe do one more season and then uh, finish it off with a movie of some sort to kind of finalize it out. I don't know. They like they like doing movies now with anime as much as I dislike it. <laughs> Moving on, we have the official Twitter account for Afretta has released a new trailer featuring a the opening theme Daylight by Minda Rin. So we already had the announcement that the Afretta will be getting a second season, but now we have the opening theme announced for it and a reminder that it will be premiering in January of 2022. So for those that are fans, I think we were really pretty positive on Afretta. I know that it started really rough. Like it, it was a rough ending for that show or f- rough beginning for that show, but it started turning into something interesting. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see it come back. Wasn't this the one that ended with like a teaser that there was another hero? Mm-mm. Maybe that's a different show. Oh no, that was, that was, um, the Demon Lord retry. I think that was the same season. Yeah. This one was the one where they ended. He had just met his, uh, friends, I think. Yeah. He met well, friends. If you want to call him, we need we need more of the dragon. <laughs> we need more of the dragon. That's all. That's the only reason I'm going back to watching is to see what they do with that dang dragon. <laughs> that dragon's introduction scene was just special. Yeah, yeah, that happened. That happened. Some really cool news. Right stuff launched a Kickstarter for uh, Right stuff and Nosey Entertainment launched a Kickstarter for a Blu-ray release of Dirty Pair. So. Fans like me of that series be excited. They originally were go- going for a goal of two hundred fifty or two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. They've already met it. They are now at three hundred sixty-four as a recording of this, and they have eighteen days to go. So if you're excited for the Dirty Pair, definitely get your backing in there. Or I guess you can just wait until it releases. But if you can back it, there'll be more things they'll get into. So. Yeah, but they're planning on doing a Blu-ray release of it and dubbing the entire series, the TV, the OVA, movies, and Flash. So, really cool stuff. Really a awesome classic. So, glad to see it getting that that love from Nozomi Entertainment Right stuff. I do... This is one of those things where, like, if Funimation announces a Kickstarter, I'll not say it's a good thing to go back them. With, at least with Rye Stuff and Nozomi Entertainment, I can be positive on them because of the releases that I've gotten from doing Kickstarter. I kickstarted the um, um, Arya series, obviously, and they did a really incredible job. So it is a company that does Kickstarters that I do support. If um, Sekai Project does another one, I will say no. <laughs> if Funimation does another one, I'll say no. If Rye Stuff does one, I say yes. <laughs> so cool stuff there. Um, I... I'm kind of questioning on a couple of the things that they are, the way that they state certain things. So um, the only thing I'm really kind of puzzled by is they say TV series Blu-ray on the backing rewards, but doesn't necessarily clear clarify the idea. Oh, you can get a Sean Kleckner dinner. Which one is that one? Calico tier. That's got to be like really expensive. <laughs> 2,500. 2,500. Oh, mm-hmm. it says right there. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Twenty five hundred. You get to have dinner with Sean Kleckner. That'd be interesting. I'd I'd, I'd require that I can have a uh, an audio recorder at least because <laughs> I ask a lot of questions. Um. But anyways, I probably get to get wait till we get an interview with him. Hopefully later this year. It's getting up to that point. We're like literally a month away before they start doing a lot of their big sales. So we might have to set something up. So. But that's cool. Very exciting. Like I said, has he uh, started acknowledging us? 
I've talked to him a couple times. I know we've talked to him, but he, but has he honestly acknowledged us? I don't know what you mean by acknowledged. N- noticing that we're actually a, a, a podcast for him? I don't necessarily think that he goes around and acknowledges people's podcasts. That's <laughs> what he does. He usually yells about people expecting stupid things from companies, which I completely agree. That's, that's exciting, though. Really excited for that. Um, looking forward to that one. If you're a fan of Dirty Pair, definitely keep an eye on it. Moving on, we have director Seiji Kishi has posted on Twitter that he's recruiting for a character designer for an original anime. Apparently, that's pretty much open to all applicants across the world. Um, apparently, Makoto Uezu will be working on this script, which um, Makoto was the one that worked on Yuki Yuna's a Hero writing. Uh, obviously, Seiji Kishi was also the director for the Yuki Yuna's a Hero, so pretty cool comparing there or pairing there that can be working on a new original anime series so exciting stuff i like i like my yukin as a hero i'm not really quite sure exactly how that whole thing worked out if if makoto uezu was like coined as being the creator of yukin as a hero because i know that was kind of a a combined project so either way interesting if that's the case looking forward to that Super fantastic news. Our Last Crusade or The Rise of a New World, which is the worst title ever still to this day. <laughs> As officially, The official website has announced a second season for the light novel adaptation of the series. So, cool. Excited. Well, seeing as how I dropped out of it very early, oh. then I'm going to go, yeah, sure. Oh. I I had my issues with the show, but it was one of those ones where I did like the world building and the aspects of the story itself. So technically, when it got towards the later part of it, I was like, it, or when it ended, I literally was like, you know, this is something that needs another season <laughs> if I'm going to like it. So it's cool to hear that it's getting an adapt- another adaptation because then we can possibly get into more stuff. So I'm I'm positive on this because, like I said, it was it was technically one of the ones where I said I'll approve of it if I can get a second season. So. I'll live up to my I'll live up to my statements on it and keep with it. So cool stuff. We'll we'll see how many more times they meet in the neutral city and watch Romeo and Juliet plays. Because <laughs> it's totally not a Romeo and Juliet story. <laughs> um more villainous stories. There's so many shows getting adaptations that have something to do with villainous characters, so it's kind of weird. Uh I'm the villainous or I'm the villainous, so I'm taming the final boss, light novel is getting an anime adaptation. Uh, this one's synopsis is, when her engagement to the prince ends unceremoniously, uh, details of the young noblewoman uh, Eileen's past life comes rushing back to her, uh, back and help her realize she's living inside the world of the one of her favorite Atome games. So again, another one that's based off an Atome game that's based on a villainous character. Um, as the heroine, heroine's greatest rival. However, her memory has more plot holes than bad fan fictions. And the only certainty that is that if she doesn't do something quick, her death is all but assured. The hero's main love interest can't be relied on. So why not see if the last boss, what the last boss has to say? That's an interesting way of taking it. Rather that than, is. Rather than trying to fix yourself in the Atomi game, like my li- next life as a villainess, she's going to go... Eh, screw it. Let's go to the villain and, mix, and let's use him to save my butt. That's kind of fun. That's that's. Uh, I look forward to that one. What? That's the thing. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of Atome villainous character shows coming out. Um, there's the one that technically has where they're communicating to the people that play the game 
to get information about what to do. Um, this is they're, they're, at least they're taking it from different angles to make sure it's nice and fresh. So it's good stuff. Yeah, I like the fact that a lot of these um, these writers are thinking outside of the box. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Twin Engines Company has announced that it's getting establishing two more studios. <laughs> they didn't have enough studios like Geno Studio and Colorado Colorado. Uh, they're going to make two more studios. Uh, that includes Bug Film, which is being uh, that has the representative director Hiro Aki Kojima, and then they're going to make Scooter Films. So apparently they like just making random stuff plus film. <laughs> uh, but Scooter Film will be having uh, representative director Takuro Harada as the as the helm for it. So interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. For those I don't know, Hiroaki did Mix and Major Second. I don't really have anything on Takura Harada, but um, yeah, I'm always interested to see what comes out of that. Um, like I said, that's I believe technically, if I remember my memory is is working properly, is technically the studio or the the production group that kind of came out of the whole Noitamina stuff. So they did, they've been doing a lot of interesting stuff coming out of that. Yeah, I like to see these companies expanding and and opening up their for more things to do. Yep. Uh, for those that didn't re- listen to our review uh, segment, our store review season reviews, uh, how rails hero rebuilt the kingdom is getting an, has been announced to getting a part two and it will start in January, 2022. I'm, I don't know. For some reason, I'm just randomly thinking that's probably gonna get delayed. You think so? I think that'll be a, probably a spring show. I hope not. I really, really want more of the show. Yeah. 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 I'm mixed on it, but I think I kind of made that clear with my review. I'm very mixed on it. It's got it's got some cool stuff in there, but it kind of doesn't have good stuff in there. It's it's a mixed bag for me. But it technically, like the other stuff I've been talking about with you know, like our last crusade, it's technically one of those ones where I kind of think it'll probably open up more if we get a second season. Hopefully, their studio can keep up on the quality with the second season because they were flopping like crazy towards the end of it. Uh wow, that battle. That battle just didn't didn't adapt very well. Uh, again, another thing that uh, we announced in our season, our uh, reviews, was that, again, My Hero Academia is getting a sixth season. I think if you're watching it by this point, you already know that. So, exciting stuff there. They've announced that they will be doing the Paranormal Liberation War arc from the manga. So, I'm sure we all kind of knew that as well. So, this is a news that nobody cares about and already knows. But... <laughs> A bit of rumor stuff. This, again, very clear. This is rumors. Apparently, the mangaka for TZ Master Takagi-san is getting another show or manga of theirs that's being adapted into an anime. And that is uh, Kuno Ichi Subaki no Mune no Uchi, or Inside Subaki Kunichi's Heart. It's basically a bunch of ninja girls that are kind of isolated from society. And they start talking about there's possibly some men nearby, and they're interested in finding out about those men. But um, yeah, it's again purely rumor at this point. I think somebody said something about it coming out of China. That was something that uh, like leaked that it was getting an anime adaptation. Maybe there's a studio in China that's doing the anime adaptation. I don't know that we're doing this early though, so that doesn't make any sense. But yeah, it's still it's still exciting. Um, obviously, next year is full of this particular mangaka's work. We have a third season coming for TZ Master Takagi-san in winter. Uh, we also have a movie that is scheduled for 2022 for TZ Master Takagi-san. 
and they've already an- officially announced that Sore Domo Ayumu wa Yoshitakeru is getting an adaptation in summer 2022, which that is, even so, Ayumi draws closer to the end game. So that is three total adaptations in 2022, and then a rumored one for Tsubaki, Kunichi's heart. So good stuff. We really like that mangaka's work, and to get more is fantastic. But if they, if they get a, a triple hitter for an entire year, that's pretty good. Yeah. And Kyokyo is like the only other mangaka that's had that much love in a single year. So good stuff. Good stuff. Well, technically also the redo of Healer creator. Because I think they had redo of Healer and... Um, well, that's well, technically within a year. Redo of Healer and then... What's the one this season? The, assassin, the finest, world's finest assassin. So interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Um, getting out of rumors and back into reality... <laughs> We have uh, manga creator uh, Tomato Akase has announced that they will be launching a new Higurashi manga. Uh, this is apparently titled Higurashi no Nakko no Koroni Jun, which uh, apparently is a manga that will be covering a new answer arc for Higurashi Go. I, I think that pretty much insinuates the idea that for those that are not or maybe possibly keeping up on Higurashi, uh, here recently, we have a new season of Higurashi that came out, which was Go, and then that was followed up by Satsu, and I think the idea of this is that this will be a branch from the Go series to something besides Satsu, so possibly a different take on what they do there, uh, which is definitely exciting for me. Granted, I'm not a source material, huge source material person. I don't really read too much manga and light novels, but... Maybe possibly that can get an anime adaptation that might have a better <laughs> second arc than what they did with Satsu, which I still enjoyed a lot. Just wasn't really too big on a lot of the core features of it. So interesting stuff. You excited? Oh wait, you don't watch Higurashi. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there's like two other mangas that they announced, but I didn't really find too much information on it. One, it looks like it has uh, Koichi with some other dude holding hands. So maybe they're just going for some weird. Koichi route they want to do with some interesting new characters. But, again, I don't have really much information besides one cover. So, new Higurashi stuff's always exciting. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Chris should be super excited. We have a new trailer come out for A Sentence of Bookworm, so it's official. Like, we now see official stuff, so it's real. It's not fake. Uh, the trailer, unfortunately, just pretty much shows a lot of scenes from the uh, second season and stuff, but then it eventually gets a new scene that features a new character, which is apparently Sylvester, and he makes her say "boy," so that's always cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like here's the introduction of this character. He just pokes her face and says, "Hey, make a pig noise," and she's "boy." Yes. So it's cute. Looking forward to that one. Again, that's coming in spring 2022. So this is your friendly reminder. If you have not caught, caught up on the sentence of Bookworm, remember, watch it, like, ASAP. So that you're caught up for spring and the absolute hype that we will be giving that series. So, Ultra Plus, Anime Programming Block, has announced it's partnering with Crunchyroll for a new anime project. Uh, this is the original anime project. There's two of them, actually. Um, one is an original anime project by Goro Tanaguchi, who did the Kogias and Planetus. Um, it is apparently titled Estab, Li- Estab Life. 
STF-Life. Uh, there's also another original anime that's going to be done by uh, Sutomi Nihei, who, of course, did Nicedonia, uh, alongside Polygon Pictures, which technically animated Nicedonia. So, good stuff there. I'm always excited for more uh, Sutomo Nihei's work. Obviously, I'm pretty... I'm not, I'm, I have two of his mangas, so it's kind of a good sign. I have, I have, I bought both the uh, Nicedonia, so I definitely enjoy a lot of his works, even if, you know, some people don't like the CGI stuff. I think Nicedonia's was definitely made for Polygon Pictures. Um, so, cool stuff there. Definitely excited for to see what they, what they come out with. So, cool stuff, cool stuff. Uh, again, another one that we talked about in our reviews, but yes, Tsukimichi Moonlit Fantasy did get announced to have a second season, so definitely excited for that one. I think that one did a lot better than what a lot of people expected. It was a, there was a huge fandom around it, so I'm kind of happy about that. I think early on when we were doing when I was covering the show, I was kind of hoping that it would get some recognition because of how, yes, it plays on some of the tropes, but it takes them in very weird ways. <laughs> Takes some very weird turns. Like the the whole aspect of how he gets overpowered is way weird. <laughs> it's not def- definitely not a direction I expect most shows and and, and uh, series to really go into in order to make a character overpowered. So yeah, a lot of the a lot of the the fact the reason why I liked the show was that it was taking so many of the things that it was doing and it was going in very very different directions with it. So I've I've very much enjoyed it so far as and i can't wait to see another season of it yeah it's subtitle is how to create a villain by screwing up your isekai process you dumb goddess Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) how to how to form a villain um gray area kind of stuff i really do like i really love that uh some unfortunate news uh tako saito of course is the mangaka that created gogo 13 has unfortunately passed away at the age of 84 due to pancreatic cancer um definitely a very very long running mangaka and it's a very unfortunate his passing but um definitely a fantastic creator that should be recognized for all that he's done so Definitely a definitely a sad some sad news for that that particular yeah. case. Go Go Thirteen is definitely one of those that it, if you're not aware of it in any way or in some form, um, you're Golgo is while it's not I I mean I I don't want to say it's not one of the biggest names. It is one of those names that is just such a staple. It's a, a staple. staple. It, it it it's it's part of the 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 history of anime in general. So. That's what kind of sucks is like. There's, there's, and again, it's, it's aspect of, um, yeah, technically 84 years. He, he lived a really long and, and hopefully fruitful life. It is one of those things of like losing him and losing, uh, the creator of Berserk. It's like these, these staples, like there's so like, we said the same thing with Berserk, that Berserk series influenced so many creators. It's the same thing with this. Gogo 13 influenced so many creators. It was literally that staple that everything was kind of built off of by influence not it's not a bad thing that a lot of people copy that concept but it influenced so many things that you can't really ignore so crazy crazy it's been a crazy year that's an unfortunate crazy year but uh yeah crunchyroll has unveiled a new trailer for their new new shinmu animated series uh, apparently being done by was it tezuko i think uh telecom telecom anime films so this is kind of one of those ones where i'm kind of excited for this because I've 
I, I've heard way too many people that will not shut up about Shinmu. And <laughs> that Shinmu has this really cool story. And I've never really checked it out. It's like it's one of those ones where it's like, yeah, technically to get into it, the older series and stuff, it's not like it's a very engaging video game, but also that's kind of hard to get a hold of. But I was interested in it because I've heard the story's really good. So yeah. hopefully they can do a really good job of adapting that story. You know, hopefully half the episodes isn't just him walking around and trying to wait for time to, to pass by. But um, I would be interested to see what that story is and if they can tell that story well. I'm I'm sure if, if they do really well and they can continue to adapt it, I know one of the biggest concerns that most people have about Shinmu is that the story has so much going for it that it has yet to get into. And maybe anime is the way of telling that story. Yeah, that's years of anime or game production. Yeah, that's definitely a, a a story that I would love to. I mean, I mean, that's it, the games have have been definitely one of those that I've been very curious about. But get just to get the story, which is really what I want. It it would be really nice. Yep, yep. Apparently, Crunchyroll is going to be streaming uh thirteen the thirteen episode series worldwide outside of Japan and mainland China, and Adult Swim will be airing it on the Toonami block. So. I don't know that they've said when? Question mark? <laughs> when? Question mark? I, I guess they're just they're announcing one that's going to be made and just not really putting it out there. So uh, Apparently 2022. That's all they got. So there you go. Has it been that long since the Kickstarter was done? Oh my gosh. Oh, the game Kickstarter? Yeah. It says 2015. That's like six years ago. Oh my gosh. I felt it was like, like four years ago. I know it was a while back, but I don't know. I didn't know it was this that long ago. Uh, Exceed Games has announced that the uh, Corpse Party 2021 remake is going to be releasing in the West on October 20th. That is going to be on consoles Switch, PS4, Xbox X, S1, and also Steam, GOG, and Humble Store. So, cool stuff there. I don't know that I would call this a remake. <laughs> looks more like an enhanced port, but... We'll go with that. We'll go with remake. Um, I will say, if you are a fan of horror, Corpse Party is absolutely fantastic. I played it on the the PSP question mark, and it's it's one of those games that like put on some air, headphones or earplugs or earplugs, earplugs uh, some sort of air, air headphones, and it is absolutely terrifying. It that this is one of those ones where the voice acting makes it. Now it, it's weird. It's it's questionable because they say that I believe that they uh, they featured new fully voicing audio tracks. So I hope that it still pulls it off because one of the things that made me love that series so much is the voice acting is incredible. Like, these characters pull off their terrifying situation so well. So, yeah. It's a cool series. I really did enjoy it. For those who don't know, it's kind of like top-down, um, like old-school JRPGs top-down walking around in rooms and stuff. So that might be off-putting to some people, but they still pull off the characters by, like, even though you're watching a pixelated character walking around in hallways and stuff, it's the voice acting and just the, they also have, like, 2D characters showing their reactions and stuff, but it still pulls it off. I think it's a lot of to do with the sound, music, sound effects, characters, voicing, and all that kind of stuff, so. This absolutely makes me want to cry because this is one that Andrew has absolutely hyped up for me, and I am... I really, really, 
I'm 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 of two minds. I want to I want to play it really bad because of how much Andrew's t- hyped it up, but I also know this is not a sh- not a game that I want to play right now. Super dark. It's super dark. It gets very super dark, so not for the faint of hearts. I mean, it's literally called Corpse Party. What are you expecting? <laughs> I know. Well, it's literally that's in like, the name. That's like Higurashi. I'm in the, in the same boat. Of I I want to watch it mostly because of the completionist a- aspect of I've watched the first couple seasons and I want to go back to it, but I am not in the in the in the right place to to do that right now. I wonder. I wonder if they'll do a physical release because I would I would really like to get on Switch. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm be perfect on Switch. Yes, Switch would be really nice to have that on. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I hope it's not too expensive either. I mean, that's the kind of concern when they call it remake. It, it implies they're going to charge a lot for it. I mean, it's it does technically have new chapters too. I'll, I'll make sure it's clear. This is not just an enhanced port. Why I say enhanced port is because it's still technically the same guts coming over, same pixel art and stuff. It's just they're adding new features. So they are adding apparently sixteen extra chapters. Uh, they're having two original chapters that focused on Yumi and Yoshiki. Um, they're also, again, like I said, doing every make features, uh, fully voiced Japanese audio. So like I said, I th- technically already f- the feature, but if they have new chapters, they probably have new voicing done. So I want to, speaking of remakes, I kind of want to get something off my chest. I am really irritated. I, a, a couple of, um, big shock, everybody. Chris is irritated. <laughs> a couple of, um, uh, Months ago, I had pointed out that uh, Nintendo had um, stated, specifically stated, that uh, the Mario um, 3D World thing was going to be, like, the last release or something like that. And I literally pointed out that they were... March. Yeah, until March or something like that. And they literally came back a f- couple months later and and re re put it up there as as uh available and I, that makes me mad i think this is not the right one i was i was seeing if if they had it listed up yet and how much it would cost but i even felt like i had to buy it right then and there and i went and bought it yeah, just, 30 bucks. just because of that yeah apparently it's going to be 30 bucks i think this is the same one Looks no like this it. says available now it says Corpse Party. No, this is 3DS version. Never mind. <laughs> I'm like, dang, that was quick. I don't think it's posted up yet. Please. Typing kind of sort of sideways is very difficult. I've noticed that. Yeah, they just have the 3D one up. Um, they have Blood, Blood Drive, right? but that's yeah. not the same one. Did uh, did they uh, release uh, Dog and Ropa yet? Why are we searching a bunch of games right now? I just was curious. You're going to make me have to spell Dong and Ropa? The summer camp one. Is that what you're looking for? For the Switch? Yeah. The, V3, they, Killing Harmony, Trigger Happy Havoc, Goodbye Despair. That's it. Uh, they're all in December. Yeah. Where's the original one? They haven't in, They haven't released them yet. They're just doing two? They're not going to do the first one? They're doing all of them. That was the... Uh, well, they have... the. This is Trigger Happy Havoc. This is two. Where's one? I thought Trigger Trigger Happy Havoc was the the first one. Was that the bundle one that I got? It might that might be the bundle one that I got. Yeah, anniversary release part one. Mm. I just like I actually managed to turn on my Vita the other day because we were talking on the we we're doing a live stream of um, Hatsumiku, which was really fun as usual. But um, at some point, Chris was talking about Gumi not being in any of them, so I was like, I think Gumi's in uh, Project Eva F second. So rather than to 
go get my disc, go into his room where he has my PS3, turn that on, and fire up Hats Music Goes to Second, I decided to launch up my Vita instead. I'd be super surprised it actually turned on. <laughs> I really didn't, because it's one of those devices that unless it, the battery has some sort of power to it, it doesn't turn on. Like, you can't just plug it in with an outlet and it just immediately turns on. It has to have some charge charged because it has to pull from the battery. And it took a while, but apparently it got some sort of energy into the battery and it let it turn on. So, confirmed that Gumi was not in it. So There were like three other characters, though, that were in it. Anyways, side tangent. Fun stuff. Uh, Yen Press licenses. We have Your Forma light novel. They're going to be doing release of that, uh, as well as Mon's Taboo manga, ReZero, The Frozen Bond manga, Lost Lad, London manga, Sword Online, Avic Artworks, Wanderers, Art Book, Bungo Stray Dogs, Stormbringer light novel, Bungo Stray Dogs, Dead Apple manga, A Returner's Magic Should Be Special manhwa, a, a why Raylinanda <laughs> ended up in at the Duke's Mansion manhwa, and Arthur of the Emperor manhwa. Seven Seas has licensed uh, Seventh Time Loop. The villain in, villainous enjoys a carefree life married to her worst enemy light novel. So there's another villainous one. <laughs> uh, Box of Light manga. Black and White Tough Love at the Office manga. Sakurai-san wants to be noticed manga. I will f- not. I will forget this feeling someday light novel. Steam Reverie in Amber Book. World End Solte manga. Classroom of the Elite Year 2 light novel, and I think I turned my childhood friend into a girl manga. Right on. (laughs) (laughs) We're definitely reading that one. (laughs) What? What? What is it? Oh, it's a shoujo. Uh, It's a familiar story. A popular high school student. It's a familiar story. Let's sink that in. It's a familiar story. I mean, it happens all the time. Student you know? gives. I'm sure the first part's familiar story. I know that's what they're going for. Uh, a popular high school student gives their plain, uh, their plain friend a makeover, transforms their life. But this time, the path into a new life isn't quite so strange and narrow. Kinshiro Mido has loved cosmetics all his life, keeping his obsession secret from almost. Everyone except or his childhood friend Hiruma or Hiru Hira Mihate. I I would love if a if a trailer did that. It was like the secret from almost everyone except for the childhood friend he Hira Mihate. Sorry. Um, one day Kinshiro gets permission to practice applying makeup on Hira, and the results are earth shattering. Hira's appearance transformed from a plain, undersized boy to a pretty, petite girl. And Kinshiro discovers just how feeling... I, I thought this was going to be like a thing where like he used like a wand and just turns yeah. into a girl. This just literally <laughs> makes him cute. Just made him cute. And they do dress-up with feminine clothes. The size that start wearing girls' uniforms to school. Kinshiro doesn't understand if he's unlocked something in Hira, or if he's simply seeing a new side to his childhood buddy. That he never noticed before. What are these feelings bubbling between them now? Is this attraction truly new? Doki Doki. Mm-hmm. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. 
The title sounded a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah the title did sound a lot more fun. <laughs> the actual thing. <laughs> that one is don't not judge a book by its cover because it's <laughs> definitely not as fun as you think it is. Um, anyway. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't mind. I, I, I've, I've read a, a few cross-dressing uh, uh, manga. I don't know if I'm supposed to admit to that or not. So. <laughs> mm. Our last bit of news, exciting news for Switch owners. Square Enix has announced that Kingdom Hearts is coming to Switch. Are you excited, Chris? This uh, is great. Super, uh, no. Are you being, oh, wait, are wait, you, wait. Are you being know, sarcastic? Wait, 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 wait. You know, no. The, see, see. Here's the thing: the excitement level for Kingdom Hearts on Switch is very high. So, automatically thinking, yeah, super high, until I realize the more implications that Andrew's about to get into. Yeah, I was like, I'm being sarcastic. I thought you were being sarcastic too. Then I realized, are you being sarcastic? Yes, it's going to be cloud based. So, don't expect to get like physical copy. Don't expect to download the game. It's literally being streamed to your Switch by cloud streaming. So, yay! Games you don't actually own. <laughs> Have fun, I guess. Now, it's, it's funny because I, like, I understand it from a perspective of I don't expect things like, you know, 2.8 and 3 to run on a Switch. I just don't. I mean, now, no, granted, Witcher plays on it, so I'm assuming that you can make it work just by, you know, possibly downgrading certain things. But they're probably not going to go with that much effort. I don't understand why the rest of the stuff doesn't play on the Switch. Like, why can't that stuff be on the Switch? It doesn't make that part doesn't make sense to me. I'm I'm so stuck right now on this because I I was holding out hope for this, and to have it announced was super exciting. Um, at the time I first heard the announcement, I was I was moderately pleased because it was pretty much the. It sounded like everybody was going on the idea that one and two were pretty, and I mean one point five, two point five, and two point eight, and all that stuff. So just just go with me. <laughs> we're um, not going with you. The one and two, I was pretty much under the understanding that it was going to be on the Switch, and I was going to just live with the three point uh, or three version being um, cloud based. Okay, fine. But when it came, when 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 everything started, when all the dust had cleared out and it was finalized out that yes, the the first two are going to actually be cloud based, I got really frustrated. So I'm pretty much stuck with I'm going to have to go and buy the versions on the PC instead because I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to do cloud based on my Switch. There's just no way. Um, as much as I would love to, much rather play it on there. It, 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 it defeats the purpose because the whole point of me wanting it on my Switch was its portable side so that I could take it to work and play. And the internet at my work just sucks. So I, 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 I struggle with the idea of actually playing cloud-based games on our internet here. Um, and the internet, when I, when I say the internet here, I'm concerned about the internet at work where I flat out will say it's bad. I, I, I almost can't even connect to the internet there. I have to use my <laughs> phone to do everything on the internet there. And let's be very clear. The internet Wi-Fi, at least, on the Switch is not the greatest thing ever. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe if you do get an Ethernet plug, that, that works better. But the Switch has never had that very good of a Wi-Fi signal 
I have I have an Ethernet plug on my Switch just just to get it off of the Wi-Fi. Yeah, but you're talking about playing it portable. You can't connect an Ethernet port to your. No, Switch I agree. Playing portable. No, no, I mean that I can't do any internet at work. Period. I I I have to do all internet through through my my phone. That's that's how bad the internet is at work. I can't. I I will occasionally connect to it and maybe get a web page and then it dies. That's how bad the internet is there. Web pages suck on it. I really do want to play through Birth by Sleep again. Uh, and that, that was one thing, especially with the fact that they announced that Sora was getting into Smash. Um, obviously, this was kind of something that piggybacked off the back of that. So, yeah, it definitely is exciting. But I think the thing that was interesting about it is, like, everybody start obviously talking about Kingdom Hearts again. And obviously, a bunch of people going, wah, 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 wah. Kingdom Hearts is hard to understand, and it's stupid because of that. I was like, immediately, my thought was just going, I want to play Birth by Sleep again. <laughs> Birth by Sleep was such a good game. Like, the story and everything in Birth by Sleep is amazing, so... Was that the the PS4 or PS3? It was PSP originally. Right, but um, the the Yeah, every the collection it goes to is PS3 and... I so maybe they did, that's... They did it on PS4, too, I think. Maybe I'll start doing the streams on that. You think that they would uh, strike us on that? I'm sure the Simple and Clean song will be copyrighted, so as long as you skip the Simple and Clean song, okay. <laughs> it won't be a problem. Again, the problems with YouTube and not recognizing <laughs> just this one segment needs to be blocked. It doesn't need to block the entire video's copyright. I don't know. Maybe if you just stream for a couple seconds, play the Bird by Sleep song, stop the stream, and start back up, <laughs> it'll be fine. Because I don't think you could necessarily... I guess you could technically just mute OBS when the song comes on. That's fine. Just don't let it play the song for more than like two seconds. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it is it is a five second rule still a thing on on YouTube and stuff? I don't know. They, they I don't know. I think I've seen. Worse. I think I've seen people do that, but I don't know. It's like as long as you only play like a couple seconds, turn off. <laughs> it's not worth it. I'll I'll just I'll just go to the intro and be done with it. Mute the intro. Yeah, that's uh, that'd be a lot of fun to do a, a full playthrough. Like I said, I think it's I think the. PS5 has it too. I think they're on Steam too, aren't they? No, they're on um, Epic. Epic, yeah. Epic got it. So yeah, that'd be, that'd be a fun replay through. I, I know, I know a lot of people right now are talking about doing replays throughs now. I'll double check my Steam. I'd rather have it on Steam. I don't. I don't like the fact that I'm stuck with Epic. I. I don't really have a problem with Epic. I just I hate the fact that they're in two different places. I have to have two systems up at the same time it's like we were, we were like not complaining the fact that okay steam's got this new library now oh cool they got good prices let's buy games there man this steam thing great and then some other company goes i want to do that too no we only do one <laughs> epic you're not allowed to do this too and then ea comes around the corner and says hey we can do it too no <laughs> only steam can have a designated library that you have to launch from i'm tired of opening them all up but but can't you just not open that one and open us instead no you don't have enough games uh, Epic's going crazy with that stuff too. I got I, I, I pop on there and 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 check. It. I I did find a a hidden gem, but I'm 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 mixed on it in general. But I do like it. It's it, it's it's very fun. It's called Slime Rancher. It's a goofy fun game. Is it Slime Rancher? I don't know. Slime Hunter. Some it, you you run around and you collect slimes and then mix them together. It's a goofy game. It's kind of fun. Yeah, they gave me they gave me GTA six for free. I was like, okay, cool. I'll download your stupid <laughs> I'll download your stupid thing. <laughs> I already have it. Well, no, I took no because I had to re-download it because I I bought it I got it originally for that satisfactory. But I grabbed uh, yeah, that's that's what I've got it for. Um, I grabbed I've grabbed quite a few free games off of that, and a few of them are fun. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I, like I said, Birth by Sleep was definitely my favorite. I really enjoyed that game. Um, Dream Drop Distance, I didn't really enjoy much. I the original Final uh, Kingdom Hearts was okay. I never. I don't think I ever beat two. Three five two, three five eight over two days. I don't think I liked that because I hated the the the, the original uh, DS. I would I would kind of like to play that again on a. It's just a very it's a very mission based game. It's like like seriously like go to bed, get up, do mission, go to bed, get up, do mission. I like the story that was in there though. Like the story that was kind of in there of like Roxas and stuff was good stuff. Just the rest of it was just not good. Like the I did, gameplay was not good. I did uh, one, and then I did a little bit of uh, Chain of Memories. I did not like Chain of Memories yeah, battle system at all. So I think the remake they do they do the new the new system. I don't know if they still or is still as clunky as it used to be. I think I heard somebody say that the new the re Chain of Memories was a lot better. The original Chain of Memories was not that good, but the original Chain of Memories was DS as well, huh? Yeah. They, they, the original Chain of Memories, I think, was DS, and they poured it as Rechain of Memories to consoles. I don't know. I I, I, I would like to get back into it, but good it's, stuff. It seems like it was advanced. No, that's right. It was advanced. Because it, 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 was, all, was, advanced. it was all 2D. Yeah. It was the problem. And it, the the combat system, while I, I could deal was with... DS? Chain huh? of Memories. Maybe the Rechain was DS? Maybe that's why I'm thinking of DS for that one. Yep, Game Boy Advanced. Where's Rechain? Because it was all 2D, and and that it the 2D wasn't really the problem. It was that I didn't like the the the, the card, card crap. Yeah, <laughs> card crap. <laughs> I've never liked that card crap. I mean, technically, the the game itself is very based on that. With the, it's just the randomizing and pulling up the cards thing is that I don't really care much for. Um. PS2, yeah. Rechain was PS2. Hmm. And every console after that <laughs> since. <laughs> Two, three, and four. So, yeah. I'll pass. I, I'm, I'm still not sold on the whole streaming game thing. I, I really don't like that concept. I know eventually it'll get good, but not until we see a really huge overhauling of the entire internet infrastructure. I mean, it probably works fantastic in Japan, where everything's like within the confines of a small United States state, but not anywhere else. So that's, that's the news. That's all the news that seems fit to be printed by us, um, from our non-existent printing shop that prints out news articles and stuff. So fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, let's jump into our community again. As if you don't know, if you go to talkaspirit.com at the top there, there's a contact us button. It's also all of our social media links on the right side and everything there. You can go to the forums there as well. Tons of different ways that you can get a hold of us to ask us a question. Uh, we obviously probably need to give another shout out for people to get sent us questions because I think we only have like six right now, maybe maybe seven. So send us questions. Andrew at talkspirit.com is another email address that you can send questions to. Like Carbon Soda did. Carbon Soda chimes in and says, uh, Sup, guys, longtime listener, first time questioner. Thanks for your support on our YouTube and everything. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, the question requires a little bit more intro, so bear with me for a bit. Uh, when I was in high school, I remember that during English literature class, we learned that some Renaissance artists frowned upon writing poems right after getting hit by inspiration, opting to for waiting before starting to write. An, es- an easy example would be that someone goes through a breakup 
and instead of writing a poem the day of, they'll wait a couple of weeks to simmering in their emotions so that they can come at it with a cooler head. So, the question is, do you guys think something similar could be applied to anime? As in, sometimes a bad ending can leave a terrible taste in your mouth and make you like uh, make you like the whole the the whole show less. But maybe looking back on it uh, some months later, you may think it actually wasn't that bad, or maybe make you think fondly of the series. But when you go back to watch it, you realize it wasn't that great. <laughs> How much the time should be passed between finishing a show and recommending it to someone or reviewing it? Uh, in your guys' case. Or should you just not wait at all? Sorry for the text wall, uh, and thanks for the stuff that you guys do. Keep up the work, and have a nice day. Thank you, Carbon Soda. I would, I would, I would agree. There, there is an aspect of time kind of cooling your emotions quite a bit, um, in, in both directions. So, like, like you're saying, sometimes it, it because I Andrew catches me all the time. He's like. But you hated that. I don't remember. I, I. It feels like I really liked it. I. So, I'm assuming that that time has has changed has changed my my feelings on the on the show. But, um, it it's it's a weird thing. On the same token, on the flip side, time also makes you forget stuff. So you're 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 going to tend to do the opposite in a lot of cases. So if you really like something and and you can't really remember why you liked it, it, it you, you, there's a lot of cases where it's just what, what things have stood out the most. Like I can think of um, a scene in Grimgar that we, we try really, really hard not to actually specifically point out what it is. If you've watched Grimgar, you know what that scene is. It was a very impactful moment. Um, so you you have scenes like that that are just so out of the norm that they they stick out like sore thumbs, um, and they they will taint they will I'm not I, saying taint is it implies a bad thing it's not a it's not a bad thing it it um, will solidify it as a as a thing that makes that show more impactful so. There's a lot of things like that that you can you can point back at it and say, yeah, this 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 moment. But at the same time, you also have shows that you, you may not have moments like that that are just generally you just generally feel um, that warm or cold to. Um, we still we we like to point at the at at um, the sh- the show that we always make the joke about uh, that that we still don't know how we feel about that and Crossange. Crossange where it it's 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 just such a muddled mess that it's it it's a show that we've we've fondly loved as this 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 joke of a show but it, it because of we don't know what to make of it but at the same time it's just so there as this moment that we we both latched onto as this this show that 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 we love. <laughs> yeah, that's the unfortunate thing is it, it. I think it's one of the most one of the more interesting ways that a lot of people put this whole concept is the staying power. And I don't necessarily believe that staying power makes something good or bad, because I think the problem that people face when they're talking about staying powers is it's usually because it was either stuck in a bubble of something that you've seen a lot of. You had a lot of people you talked about the show with. Because I think if you have a if you have a group of people that really passionate about something, 
it'll stay in your mind longer than if you enjoyed something on your own. Like, I, I, go, I will probably say within a year, I'll probably forget about Super Cub. I'm, I'm really sticking with it because we did have technically a lot of people that we were communicating with. Obviously, I pushed the show on a lot of people, and I'm glad they really enjoyed it. But even still, it's probably not going to have as much of a staying power as something like Mushoku Tensei. I'm sure Mushoku, obviously Mushoku Tensei will probably stay fresh in the mind for a while because it's going to continue to be adapted. But let's say if Mushoku Tensei didn't have another season coming for it, it would probably still have a lot more staying power in my mind for several times longer than something like Super Cub because there's such a large amount of people all talking about it. So I, I think it's sometimes, ref- I think staying power is often influenced by how much you communicate about it, what different things in it you can communicate about it. Like something like uh, um, How to the Right Answer. That's still something that has a lot of staying power in my mind because there was so much of stuff in it that I was really contemplating. Not that the show did anything itself to bring that conversation. Not Well, I, I said that wrong. Not that the show itself presented those questions. The fact that the show itself created the questions that I then produced myself and wondered about. Like I've mentioned before, there's this concept in that show where they have this box. And they put it to live television to everybody. But they announced at the very beginning of it come into this by your own choice because when this box is opened it will unlock something in your mind that will change your life forever it unlocks something it unlocks an ability within yourself and the question then became that i've started posing and i started going really crazy with and started talking to other people about was would you watch that broadcast if if your television right now turned on with this news broadcast that some aliens in some area of the world wanted everybody to see what was in this box that would essentially change your physical self if you seen what's in this box would you keep watching the show would you turn, would you rec- would you DVR it and then ask somebody if it worked out well with them like it's literally a science project it's like if if a if a truck was driving down the road and said hey we can inject you with this and it might give you superpowers would you do it like it's that whole concept and because it was so such so much conversation around it it created the staying power, which I don't think is necessarily in a lot of things that even though we really enjoy at the time, like I love Super Cub to death and I will continue to tell people as long as it's still in my mind, Super Cub was so fantastic. But it's not necessarily that anything in it besides the must protect smiles moments that create a conversation that I think will cause it to have staying power. So it's one of those things where I don't necessarily believe in the staying power concept. I don't think a show is it's it's worth is based on staying power because there's so many shows in the world of anime that will not have staying power but at the time when you watched it it was a 10 out of 10 show for you you wouldn't change anything in the show so it's it's a it's a conundrum i think yes at the heat of the moment right after you finish a show sometimes and i I think we've been doing this long enough that i think i know when i watch a show um Obviously, I want to talk about it as fast as possible because I'm we're human and you forget things. And so it's nice to talk about things as soon as possible. I even I even dreaded when we had to review to your eternity this season because it stopped. It ended so early in the season that by the time we got around to doing our reviews, which obviously we're going to want to compile a lot of shows together. I was afraid I would forget things by that time because you just kind of forget things. And there's things that you can obviously talk about in your review that are kind of important. So it's a, it's a juggle. And I think we've been doing this long enough that I think whenever a show comes around, 
that has something in it that is obviously causing it to be much more bitter than you think about later on. Like, it, especially endings, like like Spirit Chronicles. Having these stupid, terrible source material bait endings is obviously something that I myself personally try to suppress as much as possible. Like, I want to give the show all the credit that it deserves from the show itself and not just be... Obviously, if you if you, if we did a review like right when Spirit Chronicles ended, it'd be like, okay, turn on the microphones, Chris. It's time to review the show because we just finished watching it. What a terrible ending! My gosh, what a source material bait! So yeah, the rest of the show. Um, oh, yeah, I guess um, this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this. Yeah, you you have to you have to realize that. Yeah, you're probably gonna get pretty significantly altering your your viewpoints based on that that amount of anger that you have like you technically how you put it with the idea of breaking up with somebody and then writing a story about it you do have a lot of cooling down that you need to do but i think i've we've gotten to the point i at least i can say for myself i've gotten to the point where i kind of know which things i need to kind of chill out on yeah sometimes i'll let myself get away with myself and just just start rambling on about it but I try to give the entirety of the show credit for what it does. And I hope that that got across to people when I did, for example, Spirit Chronicles, when I did my review of it, talking about that even though I hate the fact that he's literally going, he has a crying girl fetish and goes to different villages and make girls cry, yes, the ending is total source material bait until somehow we might possibly get a, a sequel for it. But here's all the other things in it that I thought were kind of interesting. And I want to make sure that those are noted. Because I think even when we don't like a show, we still are not focusing on it. And I think that's what we personally – I think we provide people that most other groups don't is that despite not liking something, we're going to talk about what it provides. Like what in it is these things that you need to point out so that if somebody's like, I like when shows do that, at least if they you know, if they don't hear anything else that we talk about – the crappy ending, the the make girls cry, they might like the idea of a Kirito guy with a jacket and super overpowered abilities. I like when shows do that. So even if they're talking about the ending sucking and they're talking about the fact that he makes girls cry, I like that. So I'm going to watch it anyways. That's what we want to do. We want to inform with our opinion. Yeah, that's that that that's kind of one of the main reasons, and I've pointed it out quite a few times of um, why I don't really watch the dark shows. We've 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 complained about the idea of um, certain of uh, reviewers getting getting in a habit of doing what we've we've kind of coined as the snowball effect, where something at the very beginning of the show rubs them the wrong way, and they force themselves to keep watching the show to review it and. Slowly over time, that snowball becomes bigger and bigger and bigger, and then they just flat out trash. At some point, you're like, "Are you still on that? (laughs) Let it go." So, rather than turn into a a, me just hating on all dark shows just because they're quote unquote dark, I just would rather just focus on shows that I'm having a lot of fun and enjoying, rather than focus on something that I'm not enjoying. And I've been very, very clear on the fact that I'm not enjoying dark shows at the same time. I, there is this aspect of, um, kind of watching the show. And like Andrew was kind of pointing out the idea of 
learning how to kind of suppress that frustration of something it, you can see it when, when, when you go to watch something and you see, okay, I'm, I'm not liking this for whatever reason at, at the beginning of, um, uh, pharmacist, I, uh, last season that, um, as, as adorable as she was, um, Noelle at first at the very beginning, she, her verbal tick kind of bothered me. Um, now I did en- enjoy Noelle and I eventually was able to start kind of ignoring it and just liked her for at, that was her verbal tick and I ended up kind of enjoying it. But at first it did bother me. And I mentioned it to Andrew. I said, I can't stand her through for whatever reason. I don't know why. And yeah, he was uh, perfectly fine with Poncho's verbal tick. Hi. I never said anything about, I made fun of his or, verbal tick. Okay. He said, don't make fun of him. I, so you obviously because I didn't, his verbal I, I liked Poncho. I did, it had nothing to do then with what, his verbal tick. Then what me making fun of his verbal tick is still going to set you off. It didn't. <laughs> it did. You got you, mad because you I didn't, didn't like, you didn't like Poncho in general. It had nothing to I do with his verbal tick. But when I did the verbal tick, I wasn't talking about Poncho. I, we were, you were playing a game and I said, you do this high E and you said, don't make fun of Poncho. Do you obviously <laughs> like his verbal tick then? Because obviously Poncho is the only person ever in anime history that's done the high thing. <laughs> Literally like 500 characters do the high thing. But no, he's like Poncho's verbal tick. Don't be mean to Poncho. But no, I, th- there is, I do agree, though, that... Or, no, I don't agree. I do... Again, going back to the whole idea of the staying power, is I think that there is definitely something wrong with waiting too long. Because the obvious thing that I always think of, and I was kind of mentioning it with the idea of To Your Eternity, is I cannot tell you how many times I will look back at a show and think very fondly of it, but not remember that there was all of these negative sides to it. I think for what we do is important to point out. And that's the that's the big issue that I really do see with a lot of shows in waiting too long. And I think that I think that's the problem that we really do see with um, the rose tinted glasses aspect is people don't really realize how slow and how some shows back in the past were not that great. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's the whole it's the whole Gundam conundrum. We love Gundam, obviously, but the very first ones are really hard to get through because they just their pacing is incredibly slow back in the day. Old anime are typically very slow. Unless it's like an OVA that's very high action, they're very slow. They're slogs to get through because they just – they didn't get to the point back then. And on often cases, they were building ideas around, okay, we need to make 50 episodes of the show. So let's just do uh, this little bit of story and then we'll do an action scene and then we'll cut it, call it quits. They were really built around the idea of episodic. They are really built around the idea of really piecemealing a story over a large span of time. So often in cases, you don't really remember that kind of stuff. You just remember the cool fight between, you know, these two characters, and that was epic. Not the fact Ooh. that it took five episodes to get to that, and all the episodes are pretty boring. You can almost go and watch something like Sailor Moon side by side. Sailor Moon and Sailor Moon Crystal, you could almost watch that side by side and realize how much um, they kind of um, spread out the story of Sailor Moon. And like... Big time. Um, it's it's actually kind of fascinating to think about what what they really kind of did with with, with Sailor Moon. It was like I think the original setup was like three or four episodes, and then they ha- they went off on this random long tangent of doing a whole bunch of episodic um, uh, monster of the weeks 
and they almost didn't even touch the main storyline for several episodes. Um, and even this whole second arc, which was um, uh, Moonlight Night, per se, and they they went on that whole in, entire tangent. That's not even really, I don't even think that's even in Sailor Moon, um, the, the original manga. So that's that's how much that they just added in, just just to fill in t- time for the uh, stuff. So, yeah, it, they do that a lot. But yeah, like I, I – here recently I watched uh, some sort of con- – um, some con had some kind of panel. It was, a, it was a while back. But it was kind of funny watching these people and they're just talking about the good old days of anime and how the new stuff they don't really get into. But the old stuff was fantastic. And I'm like, when was the last time you watched any of those shows? Because, again, like – not to say that the old shows are bad. I love a lot of them. We just talked talk about done talking about uh, dirty parent stuff. Old shows, there's a lot of fantastic ones out there, but it's just one of those things where I don't think most people realize after shoot, now we're going on thirty plus years of since a lot of those shows came out. If you go back and watch them, they're not as great as you think they are. Yeah, there's still a lot of gems back there that are you know perfectly paced and everything, but for the majority, a lot of those older shows aren't as great as they think they are because they don't remember all the negatives that were in it or the negatives weren't a negative back then because our, our desire for certain things to move faster is gotten increased. Like we, that we've mentioned that before with things like Gundam and how, again, let's compare how the flow of storytelling is in the original Gundam series to a newer series of Gundam, like iron blood orphans and see how fast things happen and how focused it is on the original story. Iron-Blooded Orphans just keeps moving the story forward. The main story of Iron-Blooded Orphans continuously progresses every single minute. Whereas, again, something like the original Gundam series, those story beats are kind of mixed in these certain points in certain episodes until it gets to the very end. So it doesn't get to those points faster. We're we're a society of needing story now. And if it takes too long to get that story, we get frustrated. I mean, <laughs> something like Sunny Boy where I'm like, just, just show me something I'm tired of waiting was at that six episode point where I'm like, please reveal something because I want something right now. <laughs> and I think that's something that gets lost over time. So it's a good idea. It's a good concept though. It's, it's an interesting concept in the idea of, of waiting. Cause I, I do, there is times where I will have a show that we finished watching and I literally want to sit on it for a while. Like, I, I feel like I need to wait. Like, I think Higurashi technically with the season was that, that case. I was a little bit frustrated with how they did certain things. So having a little bit of time to really think on it before I record my review, I will judge it based. Like I said, I've, we've done this long enough that I have I have a feeling when I know that something is bugging me too much and I might need to chill out for a second or something is super great and I might force me to want to record something immediately. But I'm like, no, let's just wait. I think I, I we've done it for way too dang long at this point that I think I feel like I we can gauge that that particular hype or not hype or negativity to – to give a better perspective to people. So, but I think the main thing is, is not, not, not wanting to wait too long to forget things. I hate that. I really, it bugs me to no end to forget about talking about certain things about shows, but really good question, carbon. Thanks for the, thanks for the question. Definitely appreciate it. And thanks for your continued support. Uh, let's do one more. Otaku Sama says, uh, yo, what's up? Hope all went wet. All is well. I just wanted to say that I've been, I was watching remake our life the other day and realized that in episode three, they do karaoke with Roy Kenshin's OP. I like uh, I like when anime pays homage to other anime like that. It makes me realize how many anime I have seen and also shows 
that anime is one big culture and everyone in the has a in it has a certain line of respect for each other. Thanks for reading the statement. Uh, you guys are the best. Anime saves hashtag anime saves the world. Appreciate it. Thank you. It seemed like there was quite a few references to other things in that show for sure. Yeah, I was kind of surprised because when it opened up, it had like his entire bookshelf and it had like you know obviously island and stuff on there. So it was like, it was paying a lot of um, respect to its own properties being from Front Wing. But no, that was a lot of. I mean, obviously the big one was doing. Um, the Kenshin Har- song I noticed right away. I, I, I couldn't place it right away. Haruhi Suzumiya. God knows. Yeah. Nanako played God's Knows on the stage in that one episode. And it, it was one of those things where I'm like, I, I'm curious if it's one of those things of like, here's a pay respect. But how much did it take for them to get approval of that? <laughs> like, I know that you just can't just throw that song in there and then be okay with it. So it was kind of surprising that they actually got to pull that off. I don't know if maybe somebody knows somebody. Or maybe they got around it using some sort of, I don't know. Um, obviously, it's not the actual song. It's somebody else singing it. Like, doing a cover is doing a cover not as negatively viewed in legal terms. I don't know. But, yeah, they pulled off a lot of references in that show. And it was definitely what was what was special about it. Carbon Soda, here's your example. I don't think I talked about any of the references when we did the review of it. So there's a negative. I, I I think a lot of the the references that they actually made throughout that series was really fantastic because it technically puts you in that sort of timeline. And I think that was a lot of focus that they were doing that. Obviously, they knew that based on this timeline that it went back to with Remake Our Life. For those who don't know, Remake Our Life is essentially where he goes back in time and chooses a different college to go to because he wants to pursue a different type of life. But the thing that they were making at that point was to point out these references of what was successful at the time. And what was huge at that time? Suzumi Haruhi. So obviously her gone on the stage, she's going to sing that song because God knows it's a very popular song. And so getting those little references throughout the show was really great. And something I completely forgot about in our review because it took too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, some of them, some of them were, were references that, that you, you think you catch. Um, one of them for me was definitely the Nana thing. Because I wasn't sure if they were actually referencing the Nana or if they were um, if they were referencing a different Nana or whatever have you. So it was one of those things that it was kind of like, I'm not sure if this is a reference. I think it's a reference. Um, but yeah, some of the other ones that were more ov- overtly obvious, like the, the Rurouni Kenshin one, the, the God Knows... There was other ones that were, were the 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 books on the shelf. That there was other ones that were majorly overt. So it it's it's interesting to think about some some of that, especially like even the 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 game. I I want to say uh, was was a reference to something. The fact that they were the platinum generation. Okay, so should I take these characters and start placing them along the timelines and seeing where they would fit into uh, anime culture. So there, there's a lot of things in there that that were was definitely fun uh, as far as references. Yeah, I'm curious if um, if Akishino is is a reference to something, or Shino Aki. Because that would, that, would, that would be definitely one I'd be interested to see if that's a tie-in with a certain character designer or something like that, or if it's a play off of the particular character. I do like le- references in anime, and I think it's I don't know, I, I kind of feel I mean, yeah, there's the there's the obvious ones where it literally shows like a character that is you know obviously Shar Aznabal or something like that and it just has that bar across his face so that it obviously is not technically him because here's this you know this this sensor bar that's on his face to make him not him but 
it, there is cool times where you do see a reference to something, and it's not obvious. Like, yeah, a character holding a book, and it's obviously the it's uh, Nighthead 2041. They literally have Akira manga, and they keep showing it as a reference of something that is illegal in that world because supernatural things are illegal in the world. Um, I like those references more than a comedy showing us, obviously, this is this character and laughing about the fact that they're they're obviously referencing it. I like the more placement, like the pl- the product placement stuff. Like you mentioned with the song playing in karaoke, that's a cool thing. Having, yeah, like we mentioned, her perform God Knows, I like those references. Name references are cool as well, but not so much, I don't know, I, I, I'm fine with comedy referencing stuff. Like we we mentioned before, um, what was that one? The, 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 not space, I, I keep wanting to say space battleship Yamato. The one that had the, that was obviously a, a parody of Gundam that we had, Tiramisu. Tiramisu, yeah. That one's like, goes crazy with references of, of sci-fi and stuff like that. It's fun, don't get me wrong. I, I get a huge kick out of that kind of stuff. But I think references and mentions are something I enjoy a lot more. When, yeah, you do catch that and you go, oh, I know what they're talking about there. That's great. Having those moments where you yourself dig into your own data bank and you find those references is, is something that I really do find of, uh, and enjoyable. Um, technically also a comedy, but yeah, Anime Gotturi's had a lot of that kind of stuff that was in there that was kind of like, ah, uh, uh, yeah, I know what they're talking about. It's always a lot of fun. But I, th- I think when there's it's not as obvious and it you know pays homage to something or something like that and you catch it, it's almost like you feel like you're in the same room as the person that wrote it and you're going... Yeah, it, it's like you're you have the inside joke, like you have the inside joke of what they're actually talking about. That I do find a lot more enjoyable than just here's a obvious picture of Char and he's got censored out face. Oh, everybody knows who that is that is tiramisu was so on the nose. It it was hard to ignore it. Yeah, it was literally not on the nose. It's on your face. <laughs> <laughs> it's on your nose. It's shoving it inside your nose. Yeah, and you're like, oh, gotcha. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but um. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, I think a lot of it comes around, usually when the shows are kind of about the otaku cultures, obviously when you see a lot of that stuff. Um, obviously when you get to th- stuff that's like a, you know, maybe a visual novel creator, light novel creator, um, things like um, Saikano, How to Raise a Boring Girlfriend, those kind of shows. Obviously things like um, Genshiken. Yeah, Genshiken's obviously another one. You can see a lot of those references, in. and it's sad because you don't really see that much anymore. Yeah, you do have shows where it has maybe an otaku character that's involved with other things, but it's it's more enjoyable when you can see a, a story about a character that really is engulfed in what you enjoy. And again, I don't know about the legal aspects of it, but how much they can actually reference without getting, without getting in trouble is always, I think, the thing that's probably going to kill or make it really, really enjoyable for you. One of the cool things about how that show did it was it was the references weren't necessarily for the jokes. It was references to the culture in general. And it and it took it from a different angle of um, instead of just saying, I, I mean, there's there's shows that, that that I mean, we've we've referenced before, like um, uh, Golden Time making reference to Nana. That's that's kind of in the same boat where it's it's hey like andrew had mentioned an homage to to this this culture of saying hey we're acknowledging this because we love this just like you love this and and 
I, 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 I applaud that kind of a reference um, a lot more than I would applaud a joke of, you know, taking, taking the, the, taking some kind of a reference and saying, Hey, look at what we can actually do with it. Tiramisu in, while it was funny, it, in a, in a way it was kind of being, how, how do you put it? Um, it was making fun of the, the culture in a, in a different way. Um, which is very different from like, um, the Gundam, um, Gundam build divers or Gundam build those, those ones were, Hey, we know we, we, we love your, you as a, this is a celebration. Yeah. yeah. Build divers or build is, is really just a, a celebration, a celebration of the fans and, and, and how much it was, they, Used to be, <laughs> it used to be not build divers. I think they kind of lost it with build divers. So yeah, in in a, in a, there there's different ways that a lot of these shows handle the references, and and it's it's interesting to see those 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 aspects. Um, Anime Guitars is uh, is an interesting one in the fact that it it said was that the one where they were saying look. You're you're it was you're basically not you're the not creators talking to the fans. Yeah, it, it it was doing something very different, and and yet it was still using those references. So it's it's interesting to see all these different things as as the creators are communicating in different ways. Yeah, I don't really. I think the references I don't really care much for is the. This is turning to reference talk. <laughs> the references I don't really much care for is the. Hey, we said a bunch of names of shows that you obviously know what they are by just changing the wording a little bit. Like, hey, have you watched Konosu Bug? Oh, we know you're talking about Konosuba. That's and again, it goes back to the thing of like I'm guessing that's just like a legal thing. They're not really allowed to say it, or they just don't want to say it. Like they don't want to mention it. Like we, I mean, technically with with um, we make our life. They technically word dropped a lot of actual names of shows and stuff. And I know a lot of shows I've seen, they do mention other shows by name or other stories by name. And so it is, again, it's one of those wonders of, like, is it did they avoid saying the actual name because they want to avoid legal issues? Or is it a, we don't want to give them full acknowledgement, so we're going to alter the name a little bit by saying Konosubug instead of Konosubo or Konosuba. I don't you know. It's, it's, it's. I think I think it's the one that I just don't care much for the, the most. Plus, it makes me kind of try in my own mind try to figure out what they're talking about, which which requires brain power. Um, but yeah, I, again, that's another one of those nice things about remake that I I think a lot of people probably miss on it. So, thank you for the questions, Otakusama. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it. We're down to two two questions left. So a next our next call out for people to submit questions. Otherwise. Chris will be sad and he will cry himself to sleep and you all don't want to cry, make Chris cry to sleep. He gets that enough when he watches really sad shows like Schwarzenmarken. Yeah. Right. So don't, don't do it. <laughs> Give us more questions. Um, but yeah, definitely appreciate you guys. I, I hope you guys enjoyed our run through of the news and all that other stuff. As usual, I do want to give a shout out to our Patreon supporters, including Seismic Wolf, Jason Marsh, Mark Tyler, Adrian Dawake, uh, Sakumbi, Theodore Mulgren, uh, Sergio Arlasso, Ferro Saito, Yari, Ben O'Dreskel, Havoc, Toshi, Cesar Salas, uh, CM Zero, John Bear, Jekyll Geek, QB, Edward Hernandez, Rodney Farhand, uh, Kevin Nauta, Hector Amaya Jr., Ataku, one, two, zero, three, four, um, Smackatosh, Jay Z, Meister, David, uh, Dave B., and our newest one, Nick C. Definitely appreciate everybody for their continued support of our podcast. YouTube, all that stuff that we do. Don't forget the review thing. 
the review thing. You wanted to tell him. Tell him, Chris. You can do it. We don't. He's like, we... hey, don't forget to do something, Andrew. Just do it. Just do it. You can talk, Chris. This is your podcast too. This is true. Um, we're we're throwing it out there. We we wanted to. We don't tend to like to do a lot of this, but we we acknowledge that it's a part of the system, so we have to do this every once in a while. So once in a great while, we will mention. Go on to uh, to the Apple Store or or wherever Google and Play Store. Google Play Store. Go ahead and hit us up with some likes and and stars and all that stuff, just to help us get get a little bit of um, mention. Like I said, we don't really like to do that because we don't we don't much care for hearing it all the time. And so I'm sure that a lot of you don't like to hear it all the time, but we do need to get that extra reach out there. Yeah, it's help, it helps with algorithms. Um, if you yeah see one of our videos, um, if you subscribe to us, if you like on our videos, if you you know give us five star ratings or whatever good ratings and stuff on different platforms such as Google Play and iTunes, all that kind of stuff, whatever app are you choosing, those favorites and those likes, what they do is they they tell the system that you like our content. And yes, we don't like asking all the time for you to do that because it gets annoying. We we personally don't like hearing people say it over and over again. But it's good to address the idea that technically, if you do support us and you do like what we do, you don't have to give us money. Another way you can help us if you don't have that ability to give us money is you can help us by just making sure the algorithms and stuff do like our content and it bumps us up. So that's like whenever you see live streams, a good thing to do is if you're enjoying live stream, hit the like button because what that what that does is it tells YouTube, hey, people are really liking this thing right now. Let's let other people know about it because we got to get more viewers on it. Um, it all kind of works together in a flow. So, again, not that we'd like to, and not like we'd like to have you like us or anything. Baka, um, yeah, we appreciate you guys. No matter what you do, though, um, telling other people about us, mentioning us, all that kind of stuff. Really, we do appreciate a lot of that stuff. Um, again, as usual, we do love our Patreon supporters and all the work they do to help us to grow and you know get the things that we need to get to keep things flowing. So, um, and yeah, like I said. Keeping on our YouTube channel, getting those ads rolling. Again, there's another one. If you let an ad play in the background while you're doing something, (laughs) it helps us. So, Yeah, remember those 30-minute ads that you get on YouTube every now and then that you skip? Turn on one of those ads and just go do something like laundry or something. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, enough plugging and and begging. Um, Again, we appreciate you guys no matter how you support us. Um, You're all great and you're fantastic. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening to it. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, and you'll take care. Oos. Oh,